Hi, this is Nicole Hemsoth, editor of HPC Wire, here with today's edition of Soundbite, our regular podcast series featuring researchers, thought leaders, and newsmakers in the world of high-performance computing. Today we'll be talking with Dr. Michael Hero, a distinguished member of the technical staff at Sandia National Laboratory, about his work as co-founder on the new HPC G benchmark. Hi, Michael. Hi, Nicole. How are you? Great, thanks. If you could give us a sense of your background with this particular benchmark and other HPC benchmarks you might have been involved with, just help us lay the groundwork for where you came from on this project and, and others before. Sure. Um, I have been involved in HPC for a little more than 25 years, starting first at Cray Research, uh, fresh out of graduate school. So I've been uh, aware of many of the benchmarks that have come into our community. I've always been a fan of HPL, uh, if for no other reason that it gets uh, HPC in the news at least two times a year and even gets us on the front page of the New York Times from time to time. And so uh, I like HPL. Uh, our concern as a community about HPL over the last, say, five to eight years or so has been uh, its continued increase in performance as you know, measuring the performance of systems but that in our larger and realistic application base, we have not seen that, seen that similar growth in performance. And so there's a growing gap between what HPL provides and what our applications are seeing. And so that spurred a few years ago an effort to try to come up with something different that could uh, perhaps complement HPL or maybe replace it, although I don't think that's a, a, a the most important thing to do. And, and so HPCG has grown out of that con desire to do something a bit different that might have a, a better correlation to a broader selection of applications and performance. Mm -hmm. and, and I think that the message has been really well communicated so far that this is a complement to high-performance LinPact and that rating. And I think you make a great point about the fact that two times a year when this metric gets released, it really gets picked up and gets people interested in supercomputing. How do you see a benchmark like this playing out? It really is an important factor in the conversation. Yeah, so um, I don't know that we were so wise to understand the relationship between what HPL and what HPC could, HPCG could be uh, going, you know, in the beginning. But now we're starting to see that uh, HPCG can provide a very nice complementary number to HPL. And, and what it does is it shows you uh, one endpoint of the spectrum of a, the performance of a given computer system. So, for example, an application team may understand the performance of their application uh, and, and see it on, as some point on a spectrum between what the HPL number would be, which tends to be a very optimistic uh, performance metric for a computer system, and HPCG, which honestly represents a rather pessimistic performance uh, number for a given computer system. So they have these two data points, HPCG at the low end, HPL at the high end, and they have some sense of where their application performance fits in between HPCG and HPL. And so if you give them that pair of numbers for a specific machine, they can use those numbers to say, well, my application will probably perform about this well on this machine because I know what HPL and HPCG numbers are for that system. 
right? And, and they seem so much less dramatic. And for those of you listening, we'll go ahead and repost the chart that, that we have from some of the early benchmarking results that show, for instance, the difference between Xiaomi 2 and the K computer. So Xiaomi 2 is at 0 0.580, K computer at 0.427. It really doesn't seem like that big of a gap. But as we know from high performance Linpack, it's it's a huge gap. I mean, right. between the the peak tariff or peak petaflops, uh, 33.9 to 10.5. I mean. That's, that's a very big difference to try to explain to, to even the outside world. And again, that is an important factor here, right? That's right. That's right. What HPCG uh, tends to, to emphasize in order to receive or to get good performance is uh, system features such as uh, memory system bandwidth, uh, uh, latency, both in, inside a node, inside a many core node or an accelerator based node like uh, like a, an NVIDIA GPU. It also emphasizes interconnect uh, performance. So how fast can you do an operation that goes that requires all processors to interact with each other uh, across the interconnect network? Uh, and, and these kinds of features are not so well stressed by uh, high-performance LINPACK. And so that's part of why you see a big difference in the performance of HPL and HPCG, and it also is why you see uh, maybe differences in the rankings or, or compression between two systems, because uh, one system that may not look so good for HPL has invested heavily in memory system bandwidth and a high-quality interconnect network, and, and therefore HPCG will run really well on that, uh, say, compared to another system where those features are not as strong relative to the floating point performance. Right. So Michael, by the way, how many sites thus far have run the new benchmark? I see at least 12 here on this list. Are there more than that? Um, this represents uh, uh, the systems that we have uh, received results from so far, uh, it, at least in terms of having what we think are reasonable and, and good efforts. Uh, we hope be between now and supercomputing uh, 2014 in New Orleans to have perhaps you know 30 maybe you know, our our big hope is maybe to have even closer to 50 I don't know that we will but uh, we what we want to go for is high quality results uh, developing high quality results uh, means that we have to work closely with the vendors and with the leadership computing system uh, teams in order to produce you know, what we think is a credible uh, performance result. And for the sites that have run this new benchmark, what were some of their, uh, their biggest challenges and what were they really pleased about? Uh, some of the biggest challenges is our, that we, we, we provide a reference implementation of HPCG, but it requires some vendor and user uh, effort to provide a more optimized implementation. The, the architecture of the HVCG reference code is such that it's very easy to see exactly where you should go in and try to, to do some performance optimization. But actually doing that performance optimization does require some expertise and some effort on the part of the vendors. And, and so that's probably been the biggest challenge. Um, I think the things that the vendors see that they like from the benchmark is they can see how with the you know, appropriate amount of optimization, the performance of their system can be exposed. And people can see 
the investment that the vendor has made in high-quality interconnects, in uh, memory system performance on their machine. And these are features that are really expensive to engineer. And so they like that there is now a benchmark that can highlight the investments they've made in these expensive system features. Right. So it sounds like the time commitment and effort commitment then on, on both the vendor and end user side is, is part of the big challenge. How long does it take to actually get things up and running to be able to put this benchmark to work at, say, a large-scale supercomputing center? Right. Um, so so the, the initial port of the a reference code is very quick. Uh, we've had no real complaints from the vendors about its ease of porting and and usability, the, the code is small and simple to understand. So that first phase goes quite quickly. Then to actually provide uh, an optimized version, we've seen that it takes several months uh, of intensive effort from the vendor and also a fair bit of uh, interaction with us uh, as, as the, or the designers of the benchmark to say what can be fair in terms of an optimization or reorganization and, and what is not within the spirit of the benchmark. And so anywhere from, say, three to six months is probably a good range of time. Right, okay. Uh, aside from that, what other feedback are you getting from the vendor community? Obviously, they have to, they have to put quite a bit of effort into this in addition to their internal R&D programs. Can you give us a, a broader sense of how they're thinking about this and its future and how important of an investment it is for them? Yes, so the, the vendors have in general been very receptive. I think uh, this has to be attributed to, to Jack Dungara's involvement. He uh, has a tremendous credibility in the community, and uh, his endorsement and his involvement in the effort has been absolutely crucial in getting the attention from the vendors. Uh, and so that's been very important to us, uh, to, to get things rolling. Okay, very good. So going back again to the results, again, that we're going to publish of the early benchmark figures, how much do you think that that's going to change the process that led to these results? Are those numbers, are they going to reflect that sort of lack of difference for quite a while, or do you think machines are going to start being designed more around these figures and there's going to be more disparity between you know, the top number one system and, say, the number 10 system? Uh, I, I think that this benchmark is already... Uh, having some impact on vendor strategies and on uh, in general strategies for how to better utilize the existing memory system and interconnect system performance. Uh, and so I think you will continue, we'll continue to see uh, innovation in, in the software side of things. I think we'll also, I hope, start to see innovation in the hardware side of things. As I mentioned, the features that HPCG uh, stresses, the system features, are the ones that are quite expensive to uh, engineer into a computing system. And so by having a benchmark that emphasize, emphasizes or rewards investments in those expensive features, I think the entire computing community will benefit as we go forward. And as you're out there in the HPC community, you and Jeff both, I know, are quite vocal about this, as, long as, as well as your other co-founder, Piotr. Um, what are some of the biggest questions you're getting? I mean, what are the, what are the biggest concerns in the HPC community that, that you keep hearing over and over? Maybe we can address them in this platform. 
Yeah, sure. Uh, well, I, I think one of the biggest concerns people have is, uh, is HPCG too pessimistic? Um, does it represent uh, real applications well enough? Uh, and, and it's a little hard to tell because we're still in this phase where the optimized version of HPCG is evolving. And so if you look at the performance signature of HPCG and say compare it to the performance signature of, you know, say a suite of applications, um, it's, it's hard to know if there's going to be, an, if that's an apples to apples comparison at this point because HPCG, the, the implementations are still evolving. So there's still, you know, still some concern that, you know, is HPCG representative enough of a broad application suite? Um, a second one, and this is true, I think, of any effort we're going to put forward, is uh, will HPCG have longevity? Is it, is it something that uh, will continue to be relevant, say, 10 years from now? Or will the algorithms that we develop for exascale and post-exascale systems not be the kind that you see in HPCG? And so those are probably the two biggest concerns. Uh, the first one, I think it's always the case that a small code is never going to represent a large body of applications. We're never going to have something that's perfect. I think there's enough evidence for HPCG that it's somewhat pessimistic, but when you couple it with HPL, it's actually a good pair of numbers. Uh, and, and then the second thing about the longevity of HPCG, uh, you know, is it going to be relevant in 10 years or more, is a, a question that's hard to answer. Uh, we believe that the, the signatures that HPCG has, the performance signatures, are something that are really ubiquitous and, and present in so many applications that it's hard to imagine that these signatures uh, would be unimportant in a decade. Great, great, great points all. You actually touched on one of my other questions here. I was sort of wondering how this benchmark meshes with how we're set to measure whether or not we reach exascale computing, right? If, if by that point, which now looks like 2022, whenever that actually yeah. comes here, yeah. how does this benchmark fit into those measurements at all, if at all? Yeah, yeah, that's a very good question. So, so when we measure exascale, we tend to do that in terms of the of the theoretical peak of the system, or sometimes you know, more realistic measures. What would HPL achieve in performance on this system? And so, I think we're going to measure or, or de declare success in reaching exascale when HPL achieves a sustained exaflop. On a, on a given system. So, so now what does that mean in, in relative to HPCG? Well, what HPCG is going to show you is the gap between that, that you know, headroom that we have with HPL and what is probably attainable uh, for a broader set of applications. And so HPCG is going to say, well, here's the bottom. You know, don't forget about it. Uh, as we rapidly and aggressively go towards an exaflop. And so I think HPCG plays a very important role in setting realistic expectations for a, you know, more common applications than what HPL will uh, suggest when we reach that exaflop. Right, right. And a great answer. And that will be very interesting to see how it plays out over time. Uh, I'm curious also, I know that there are some big procurements in the works and probably several more after the ones that we know about. Are people coming 
with, say, Dr. Dengar and saying, hey, what are you finding and how does this link up with maybe some decisions we might be making? Is this actually feeding uh, real-time decisions at this point or is that still a ways off? It's a little premature to say that, um, although I, I, I just returned from, uh, from uh, the Swiss National Computing uh, Supercomputing Center in Lugano, and there's a great deal of excitement about HPCG there because they see its its relevance to their applications and they see performance correlation and projection correlations with HPCG that they had a hard time getting uh, with HPL. And so I think they see that HPCG can actually be an effective means for helping them select you know, future system designs and help, helping them see more more readily how their application suite may perform on future systems. Right, absolutely. Well, Dr. Michael Roon, thank you so much for taking time today. And of course, we're keeping tabs on what's happening with this benchmark as well as HPL. Thanks again. We'll talk to you soon. My pleasure. Thank you, Nicole.